Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to the Alpha Theta Flow podcast. This is Flow 737 and today I'm talking about seven lessons on wealth and happiness from Naval Ravikant. Um, so Naval Ravikant, I actually came across on a, a Joe Rogan podcast. He's, I've definitely mentioned him before in previous episodes um, and uh, have since listened to a fair bit of Naval's stuff. He's got a heap of content uh, on YouTube that really is sound and worth listening to. I'm sure he, I don't think he has a podcast. I think that is his podcast. He's on, he's on Twitter. Uh, he jumped on a couple of his mates podcasts, but um, a very, very, very insightful man. And so I have uh, an old post of his that I think is extremely beneficial and I'm going to share them with you and add to them as we go through. And it's the seven lessons on wealth and happiness. Lesson number one, happiness is evident more by its absence than by its presence. Now, it is really common for us to take stock when things are going bad, yet it's rare for us to take stock when things are going good. So it's easy for us to be like, fuck, how did, how did I get this bad? What the fuck happened? How did I get to this point? And I'm going to take stock and figure this out, what's going on, count, count, count everything. But when everything's going well, very rarely do people go, fuck, what did I do to get here? How do I make sure I recreate that? How can I continue to make sure that I'm showing up in that way? And so being able to, to, to reflect on and take stock when things are going well is as important, right? But unfortunately, we've often, <laughs> we often see happiness more in its absence than we do in its presence. But the way our, our ability to be self-aware and catch ourselves go, fuck, I'm actually really enjoying this. What did I do to get to this point? That's really, really powerful. Number two. Spend your time in the company of geniuses, sages, children, and books. One, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I don't know who needs to hear this. Get the fuck out of the comments section. Here's an interesting thing around arguments. And you may see this or may not see this in different conversations with people or different conversations people have on the interwebs. If two people are talking about a point... And one person stops talking about the point and starts talking about the person, that person has lost the point. At that point, you should no longer engage in the conversation because the person isn't able to back up that point. And so the way for them to win, which is why they're having the conversation in the first place, is to bring you down, not to back up the point. And so if you can keep that person on point, you'll find that there's holes all through their story. Don't spend time with those people. I remember... Ages ago, John Wayne, maybe I've read the quote of whoever it was, is never, um, never argue with idiots. They'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. Always spend your time in the company of geniuses, sages, children, and books. Number three. In the age of abundance, pursuing pleasure for its own sake creates addiction. Have you noticed any traits of yours that are when you feel a bit bored or anxious or something along those lines, you're overwhelmed, you do something? Is there something that you do when you feel bored, anxious, sad, or, or overwhelmed? Because if there's something that you do and it's not super healthy, you'll create an addiction. Now, that addiction is, I can't control this, so I'm going to do something here that I can control, something maybe that I can win, and that's going to give me this short-term you know, pleasure reward 
problem is though is that I get addicted to that because I'm going to keep struggling over here and then I go back over here and so it becomes this loop. So in the age of abundance where food can be directed to our door without even speaking with anyone, you, like that, like not even leaving anywhere, you're on your couch. We're hunters and gatherers people. That's how, that's how we're wired. And so we're in this space where it literally is abundance, but it's also making the opposite of that in so many different ways. And so be careful what you get addicted to. Number four, retirement starts when you stop sacrificing today for some imaginary tomorrow. Now, this is interesting, and I don't think everyone can just stop going to work tomorrow. But one of the things is that, and we're taught this in school, is trading your time for money. When you train, tra- trade your time for money, then you're actually subscribing to, to a system, to a structure that's going to keep you um, doing whatever it is that you're doing. Now, that, that, that might be okay if you really enjoy what you're doing. But if you don't, then you're subscribing to pay tax to the country that you're in, stressing yourself to go to a fucking job that you hate for the sake of hopefully you'll have freedom when you're 65, maybe. And so one of the challenges here is that when we can start looking at going, and this is one of the things I learned from a very good uh, friend of mine, and definitely very, very entrepreneurial and very intelligent man. And he said, in business, as you build business, you want to have two businesses. One business is a cash flow business. And that business is, you know, you work in it and it pays your bills and it pays your mortgage and allows you to live your life and, and do that sort of stuff. But it also what it's doing is it's going to buy you some time so you can build this other business, which is a value-based business. Now, the value-based business may not be paying you very much at all, right? And it's taken up a fair bit of your time and a fair bit of your investment. But at some point along the, along the way, you can sell that value-based business for seven, eight, however many figures. And so... The key thing here was looking at going, this cash flow business, it may not have a very high resale value, but that's going to pay you to, to do what it is that you need to do. And then over here in business, you build value in something that you can sell for more later on. And at some, some point, if you can stop trading all of today for an imaginary tomorrow, start, start just allowing yourself to invest what you can for uh, a tomorrow that's going to give you significant dividends. Number five, making money through an early lucky trade is the worst way to win. The bad habits that it reinforces will lead to a lifetime of losses. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I, I just got one thing to say to this. I mean, that's that's pretty obvious, right? The worst thing is is getting through m- most of your career in sport and, and never getting injured and then getting to the, the highest level and getting injured straight away. It's like you've never had to deal with this. It's exactly the same thing. My analogy growing up in, in, in pubs, literally, is uh, when I first played the pokies, the, the poker machines, the slots, um, I won. I won money. I would have been 18 and be like, sure, we'll play the poker machines, whatever. And I remember winning. And I was like, fuck, this shit's easy. This is like free money. And I'm pretty certain, it's a little while ago now, but the second and the third time, I won as well. And so that gave me a, a nice little feedback loop that could have been an easy addiction back in the day. But uh, the key thing there was this understanding that nothing in life works like that. And so making money through an early lucky trade is the worst way to win because it keeps you the bad habits that it reinforces will lead to a lifetime of losses. Persistent, non-specific, this is number six, 
Persistent non-specific anxiety is the result of wanting so much, talking so much, and doing so much that you lose touch with the quiet joys of solitude. The extension that I have of that is also the quiet joys. It's also you, you lose touch of you. You you end up identifying as your thoughts. You end up thinking that this is this is happening to you. And and it's one of the challenges. And I understand multiple people, and it's a soft, it's a touchy subject for a lot of people. Struggle with all different types of anxieties and, and all sorts. Some people have been diagnosed, which was the worst thing that could happen to them, um, whether they want to hear that or not. Um, some people have been diagnosed, and it was the best thing that happened to them. And so this persistent non-specific anxiety is a result of wanting so much, talking so much, and doing so much that you lose touch with the quiet joys of solitude where you are. All the talking, all the doing, all the wanting, especially wanting, right? Wanting things to be better. It's still a want. All of it is, is somewhere in the future, somewhere away from you that you don't currently have. And so one of the challenges that a decent question is if you were to if you were to to get that thing what would it give you that you don't already have it's a good question number seven code and media are permissionless leverage they're the leverage behind the newly rich you can create software and media that works for you while you sleep now i'm not a coder and uh i, I do well this is media that i'm making right now and so here's the thing. We live in a world where every person can be in touch with every single person. And we have the ability to leverage so much, whether that be through um, the old medium of books or, or writing, through to blogs, through to, to podcasts, through to YouTube videos, through to creating our own code for whatever it is that we're trying to create. You don't have to be able to be good at media. You don't have to be able to be good at code. You just need to know what it is that you're good at, what, what you can be amazing at, and double down on that because somebody out there is interested in it. Absolutely. And also, you get to find out what you're capable of. You could be one of the best in the world or whatever it is that you really enjoy. Imagine that. And on that note, team, I'm done. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would like it, subscribe it, share it with a friend. Um, by all means, if you uh, want to find out more about my book, Mining Yourself, you can grab it anywhere online that sells books or at alphathetaflow.com if you'd like one personally signed by me. If you're interested in learning more about the inner game and the coach's circle, then head to alphathetaflow.com and you'll find out more. Uh, that's it from me. Big love. Peace and pizza. I'll see you all soon. Thank you.